When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I've, I mean, I've, we've done a lot of things for this podcast. I mean, we've been doing it for like 40-something weeks now. Yeah. And I've, <laughs> I mean, I've binge-watched entire seasons in like a week. So, that mm-hmm. we're, you know, and I mean, we, we had one weekend where we ran ourselves ragged with comic cons you know a yeah. lot of exhausting stuff <laughs> and we still managed to record yeah uh, but i gotta say what we, what we went through this week to prepare for this episode we could, could, could be one of the most excruciating things uh yeah that that i've, that I've ever put myself through for the podcast Hello, everybody. This is Apathetic Enthusiasm. <laughs> really, really selling it there, buddy. Uh, I am Travis. And I am Brandon. And welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. Welcome to a, another splendid episode. Yeah, we, uh, we, are, we are excited because this month is our, our Star Wars month, right? It's, uh, Finally. There's, there's, I mean, we've, we've, been, we've been gearing up for The Force Awakens for a long time. Pretty, yeah. I mean, pretty much all year. Since, well, since like 2013. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, yeah, but we are so close now to the new Star Wars film being released that we thought it was apt to dedicate our next few episodes to the Star Wars universe and gear up for The Force Awakens. Uh, so what it, what are we going to talk about this week, Brian? Well, this first week, we have something special. Um, and and I, I say special very loosely, <laughs> uh, and that's we're going to talk about episodes one, two, and three, the the prequel trilogy, the prequels. Uh, so Travis and I we we watched. Uh, well, I Cliff noted some of the the, <laughs> the, the movies. Uh, I I managed to, throughout the course of the last three days, in in bite sized pieces, um, <laughs> watch all three of the Star Wars prequels, uh, in their entirety. Uh. That's far far better far better. Man I am I am I am putting myself out there for the <laughs> listeners. I am helping you guys out. Um, but yeah, I mean, they are a part of the canon Star Wars saga. They are like it or not, you know, we, we have a a a part of this story, and and it's something that we ha- we should look at and and give it its time, uh, <laughs> if you will. Um, but we can also explore a little bit of the. Uh, the ideas and, and the fan reactions to these films and sure. sort of, you know, unpack it a little bit for our listeners. So uh, uh, before we get into this, yes, we are, we're talking 
all Star Wars today. All, all uh, Star Wars. Next week. All day. All Star Wars. And the week after that, the the movie's out. So Star you Wars. better believe we're talking Star Wars. <laughs> so if you are not... You believe that. If you are not into Star Wars, if you feel like maybe due to incredible marketing by Disney and merchandising that you are just <laughs> inundated with so much Star Wars stuff, well... Feel, feel free to feel free to jump ship. No, no, just get on board. Oh, you know what? Oh. You know what? Get in gear, people. <laughs> it's Star Wars season, and we're going for it. Um, I, I have a, a stormtrooper over your shoulder, like staring at me <laughs> yeah. this whole episode. Too, yeah, so he's like intimidating. Like, you better, like, you better, you better do a good job there, Padawan. You better treat this subject material with reverence. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of reverence, no. I, I would like to. I would like to start this off. All right, so guys, yeah, we're we're. We're talking about the first, uh, not the first three. We're talking about episodes one, two, and three. Yes. Um, Travis, tell me about the first time you saw episode one. Uh, okay, so episode one, that would have been 99. Yes. Uh, so I was in high school. Yeah. And I saw it in a, a midnight release. So uh, this, you know, I grew up in, in Southern California. And Woo! yeah, party. Cindy uh, <laughs> was high school football rules. <laughs> it's not far from the truth, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so me and my buddies were the type to to wait in line uh, for midnight releases for movies, and and this was definitely one that we wanted to catch uh, at that time. So so yeah, I saw it from like midnight to two a.m. I guess would have been the proper. Uh, Right. Uh, time time frame for it uh-huh. uh which realistically in that in that time frame maybe you're not thinking clearly you may be a little groggy so uh, <laughs> perhaps my initial reactions to the first film weren't all negative right uh <laughs> but yeah uh it was, it was you know one of those movies that was unavoidable and if you were any any flavor of nerd you, you kind of got fired up for so yeah. i made sure to to get in there early and uh yeah had and, yeah. to and, had and to. you know went, went with a group of friends and stuff like that so what about you what what was your uh it was the same year uh, okay o- oddly, that's good. oddly enough it was the same possibly year. the same weekend maybe oh my, oh my god wow it's it's like we were brought together <sighs> oh my goodness <laughs> um so yeah i mean i was a huge star wars uh kid already um and you know it was always on like uh tbs or right they, yeah, yeah. they had marathons and um and then they you know, Lucas released all the special editions leading up to that. And so mm-hmm. I went and saw, saw all those. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't really get like the walkie talkie criticism when I was a kid. Really? I was like, Oh, okay. Or, uh, I say walkie talkie thing, but that re- references ET and, and Lucas's want to change things. Oh, right. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, you know, Greedo, Greedo shot first and stuff like that. Um, oh yeah. All the, all the things that he, so, so I hadn't, I hadn't yet, uh, been a, uh, down on George Lucas, right? Mm-hmm. But so episode one, like, oh man. Uh, so uh, a friend of ours, uh, Matt Sizemore, and, and a friend of ours, they got us tickets to see it opening day at Man's Chinese Theater in Hollywood. Baller. Um, and so we we're we we're stoked, right? I think we ditched, we might have ditched school to go worth it. <laughs> to go see so it. So worth it. Uh, we were also in high school. Well, yeah, similar. Well, mind mind you, like a midnight release means it was like thursday night yeah so i don't think i went to school the next day and if i did you know whatever i'm pretty sure we we ditched (laughs) uh i'm almost positive we we ditched um 
And uh, yeah, so like we went in and like you know people online, everyone's like excited, you know, costumes and stuff like that. And we're like, yeah, yeah. And we watched the movie, and then after the movie, we're like, there was still like, it was like, oh, we're we're part of this generation of Star Wars, and oh, we're so stoked. Um, and I don't think we realized it then because we were seventeen and, and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> that no, that yeah. Uh, you know this movie it, it's not very good. Yeah. It's not very good at all. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that, so that might be a good trans, uh, segue into episode one, the Phantom Menace. Yeah. So, um, this is possibly the most criticized Star Wars movie period. Uh, I mean, with I, good reason. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. There's, there's a lot of people that, that dislike this movie for a lot of different reasons. Um, some don't like how overly computer generated it is and how so many characters all the gungans and battle droids and yeah pretty much half the cast is all you know developed in a computer uh it's it's almost more of an animated film really uh than a live action film in a lot of ways uh and and really at the time late 90s computer graphics were good they were better than they have been in the past but they're still not where they are today where yeah. you can you can realistically put a CG character in a movie and almost make it indistinguishable. Well, like it's depending on the amount of time and effort that they put into it. I, I think of I think of uh, like District Nine. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, one of the main characters is an alien, all CGI, mm-hmm. and like the the effects on that are really good. And interacting with you know uh, live actors, good good stuff. You know um, that that didn't really work in, in in the prequels i would say overall yeah and and you have that combined with a mediocre at best script yeah uh really clunky dialogue some subpar acting and really <laughs> this is this is lucas coming back to write and direct uh i mean lucas only directed a new hope right and then he handed over directorial duties uh beyond that i mean i think he was the producer and everything but i don't think he was the lead director on either of the other two movies uh yeah that's so that, yeah that sounds sounds right sounds about right yeah yeah so so he he's directing these movies and he's not necessarily the director that made the other films great yeah uh so there there was some criticism as well that maybe you know lucas wasn't the best director for these movies either um, to get the right performance out of the actors and things like that. But however, you know, I don't, I don't want to spend this time beating down Lucas because he (laughs) did create one of the greatest film and overall just cinematic uh, sci-fi universes. Uh, I mean, I mean, without him, we wouldn't be talking about this today. Yeah. And that poster behind you would not be staring at me. (laughs) That's right. It would not be happening. So, um, Something I wanted to there's there's lots of things we can bash about this movie, um, but I want to challenge you, Brandon, to pick out some of the the good things about the Phantom Menace and uh, and maybe you know even just one nugget of something that that you liked or that you think was was a good thing from this movie. Um, well, there 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 are two things. Uh, the first thing I will say is. As much as I think that it's a a waste of time, a significant waste of time in the, in this movie, um, it's still a great sequence. Is the pod racing, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Like 
it's it's absolutely unnecessary. Completely, you could take it out, and it it would not really affect the, right the, the what the or, outcome. Or or you could even like just re, uh, shorten the length of time. Like they give them three laps or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, you know what? How about we just do do it road race style? Yeah. One one big it, one 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 lap. Yeah. One one from here to there exactly and you're like okay cool got everything i need from it and he and he wins and maybe cut out the 30 minute of racer introductions <laughs> uh, right you know uh, a, a thing about the the whole pod racing is you know george lucas he directed um uh, american graffiti right and that's all about you know cars and stuff like that yeah um, so he, he's he has a he he, I feel like he just like you know what, I need to have some kind of racing. He want he we wanted need... to do a racing sequence. This was his opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Anakin in the in the ship later on when he's he's defeating the Trade Federation or whatever, <laughs> and he's like, "Now this is pod racing." That line didn't need to stay in there. No, <laughs> that definitely did not. But... No, there's a whole <laughs> lot of stuff that doesn't need to be in there. Uh, but yeah, so you know, pod racing. That's okay. the first one. I mean, like... yeah, it was. I mean, it's fun, and there are. Uh, plenty of Fast and Furious movies to yeah. prove that a racing, a good racing sequence is is not a bad thing. Yeah, um, uh, you know, uh, so at Disneyland they have Star Tours, right? Oh yeah, and they upgraded Star Tours and they they changed it. Originally it was just uh, you go on a tour um, and then you end up at the Death Star in the yeah. trench battle, um, and then you're then you go back to and he's like, "This is my first time flying. I'm still getting used to my programming." <laughs> um, but they changed up Star Tours and they they upgraded it to where like. You wouldn't always go to that trench battle. Yeah, you you're might... supposed to go to Endor, but you know, right. But you, but you stuff can happens. But you can end up in any number of different Star Wars uh, scenes, including so, pod racing. Uh, so yeah, pod racing. Um, the the second Death Star battle, going into the core, all that type of stuff, right? All that stuff. Um, so here I am. That's a terrible pilot. <laughs> is it just? I mean, he really. Yeah, he is he really is awful. Needs to upgrade, and they they never fix him. <laughs> Um, every, every time I've tried to go to Endor, they never fix them, but yeah, so much to my, I chagrin, just want to see some Ewoks, darn it. <laughs> much to my chagrin. The first time I go on this ride with, after they updated, I'm like, just don't give me pod racing. Just <laughs> and sure enough, you're, you're I'm in a pod pods. race. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. Uh, pod racing is all, is all right. Uh, I think one of the best things to come out of this movie was Darth Maul. That, that, uh, that, was, that was my number is, two. He is one of the coolest uh, Sith baddies, I think. And I I feel like it's it's disappointing that that he met his demise so quickly. So rapidly. Uh, in, in the end of that film, we really didn't get... Does he? Does he? I mean, he has maybe like a line in the movie, is that? Like, yeah, he a, bar- a couple lines, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would... Uh, and there's all these fan theories out there that maybe he somehow survived being cut well, in half. They're not fan theories. Okay. He actually did survive. Um, so this this is getting away from the movies, but in the Clone Wars cartoons, oh, he, okay, uh, the Return of Darth Maul. Well, he's actually not there. You dead. go. Yeah. All uh, right. Hey. There good. You, good D. Uh, you know, <laughs> but, I w- but I w- still like it's for uh, in in I had a problem with this a couple times throughout the, the prequels is. They introduce these characters and they have all the these kind of backstories for the characters, but they don't have them in the in the movie itself, right? Sure. General yeah, yeah, yeah. General Grievous, Count Dooku, like all these characters have these backstories, mm-hmm. but you have to go read all the extra media yeah. for it, right? Which expanded universe for a long time, like you could get lost in a lot of that. 
Now Disney has done away with most of that. It's all new canon. So very few series and books and comics and games make up that that new storyline but but it's the the fact remains there's a lot of information yeah outside of the films to uh to waste your time on and and we do from time to time um so other than darth maul a plus uh yeah the uh, the only other thing that i would say is and it was realistically when the production of the prequels was announced and everything really uh before before all the films were made the thing i was most excited about was you hear these stories uh from the original movies you hear about uh the clone wars you hear mm-hmm. about things that happened in the past you hear about this relationship between uh obi-wan and anakin skywalker and and you can you can kind of imagine what that's like yeah. but i really wanted you know some to see that i wanted to see oh what what caused the empire to develop what what happened to anakin to turn him into darth vader so realistically while a lot of it's clunky and it and it isn't well executed <laughs> yeah. to just have that backstory a little bit more um concrete of like here's exactly where Anakin came from here's here's what it looked like with the Jedi Council and all these different things um for me that's i i like that if it if it comes with the price of knowing that midichlorians exist <laughs> you know <laughs> So, so be it. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was trying to explain to Chelsea why midichlorians were, were dumb, right? Because um, that we were watching it, and that line came up, and I, I rolled my eyes. Mm-hmm. She's like, "What? What's wrong with that?" It's like, you know, as a kid, you're like, "Oh, you watch Star Wars," and you're like, "Oh, I, I can, may I want to use the Force," and like you pretend or you, not pretend, you actually try to like reach something from across oh, yeah. the room and, and have it come to you, right? Uh, and there's it's 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 a magic type of thing, right? Yeah, right. You know, and as soon as they as soon as they put a number on it, they make a scientific explanation. It the the some of the magic is gone. Yeah, You're like, yeah. It oh, becomes I'm well. A, no wonder I can't move. Yeah, I have stuff I have a it. low midichlorian count. That yeah. must be it. Um, <laughs> I don't want to waste any more time than we have on the Phantom Menace. Anything you want to say um, before we move on? Um, so I know that Jake Lloyd, the the kid who played Anakin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he quit acting after this, <laughs> you know. Okay, um, you know, being associated with with I don't even think, arguably, I think the worst of the Star Wars movies. Um, you kind of kind of put a damp damper on his uh, acting career. He didn't want to. He said he got made fun of and, and was bullied a lot. In, yeah, well, and I school. I think it's hard. I mean, that it is a huge franchise. It is you know, massive and for it to realistically be as disappointing as it was to fans who yeah. many love this universe and, and obsess over it, uh, to, to not hold up in that way. Uh, it could be really, really difficult. And I'm sure he got a lot of disgruntled reactions, yeah. uh, from his, his betray or betrayal. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, a couple years back, he, he got into a, a high-speed chase. <laughs> was running from the cops. Really? Uh, yeah. So then he did, got, he, did he pilot expertly? And uh, Yeah, no. So, so Bulba won that he's one. He's like, this is pod racing. <laughs> uh, oh, one, one thing that, one. That, we, that we didn't discuss about uh, the Phantom Menace, and, and I'll use this as our segue Le- into, Liam Neeson? into Attack of the Clones. No, not Liam Neeson. <laughs> or Qui-Gon. And, and taken one. Um, that's uh 
that's a character. Oh my god, uh, Misa uh, gonna talk about Jar Jar Binks. Ha, ha, oh god, no, yeah, okay. Now I remember why I hate the movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> he gets he gets so much hate, but it's 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 understandable hate, right? Like every, <laughs> it's, it's well deserved hate. Everything. No. Uh, over time, I've been like, oh, maybe I was I, I was judging Jar Jar too harshly, right? And as soon as I the first couple times I saw him on screen, I was like, oh my, oh god. how rude. You, how, how rude! <laughs> you so you so rude, sir. <laughs> uh, and I'm Go like, Annie. and I get so mad at at Qui Gon. Like, really, Qui Gon? You yeah. want to hang out with this guy more? Yeah, he yeah. owes me a life debt. You should just kill him. You'd be better <laughs> off. <laughs> um. Uh, so he, so let's talk about Jar Jar. Jar Jar goes from being a comic relief. Uh, steps in Banta Dudu, um, <laughs> gets his head stuck in power couplers, um, so so just bumbling. completely bumbling, incompetent, uh, and unfortunately not lovable character. No. Maybe maybe some young kids like Jar Jar. I don't know. I haven't met one. Um, but then we transition right, and then we move into the 2002 film Attack of the Clones. Yes, and uh, George Lucas got our letters. <laughs> and he, he realized that maybe Jar Jar should not have as significant of a role. Mm-hmm. Um, however, due to the fact that he was so prominently uh, portrayed in the first movie, uh, he's still around. Yeah. Um, and he's actually become somehow affiliated with the council for Naboo that is representative in the Senate. Uh, and because Queen Amidala, Padme, has to... Uh, go into hiding he is now given (laughs) the executive role of representing the entire planet of naboo in the galactic under understandably so i mean what he lacks in in coordination (laughs) he gains in political prowess yes obviously uh there's there's a great um i don't know if you if you read it or not but there was a like a fan theory that that Jar Jar was like the Sith Lord or something, and, and that he was pulling the strings on all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't give him that much credit, frankly. Uh, that, that theory, <laughs> that theory is is out there, but honestly, it's no more stretched than the whole uh, Darth Dar Sidious, the Emperor. Sure, thing, you know yeah. that that the strings are getting pulled throughout the entire uh, prequel. And really, and when, when you look at them and watch them as. As in, as in as rapid of succession as, yeah. as I just did, yeah. um, you really do get that overarching feeling of like, okay, Darth Sidious, uh, he's he's got this whole plan from the get go, and he's he's kind of angling. It's a long con. It's a long con, big time. But he is he's he's everything that he does is calculated in a way to get more power get more control and, yeah and, and ultimately run the galaxy maybe does maybe too much too credit much, too much credit yeah um so i took i took several notes about attack of the clones uh this is about 10 years later uh after uh phantom menace anakin has grown from a whiny kid to a whiny <laughs> jedi apprentice <laughs> uh and and yeah and and then Jar Jar became a freaking senator. I don't know. Yeah, you know uh, the the transition from from Anakin in Phantom Menace to Attack of the Clones, like it's kind of it's kind of a jarring transition because he starts as kind of like a, a jar jarring transition. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he, like he's a whiny he's a whiny kid in Phantom Menace, but he's he's innocent. He's an innocent yeah, kid, right? Sure. 
there's not there's there's not a darkness to him in in that one. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you jump to to Clone Wars and you're like, well, yeah, of course he's going to turn evil. Like he's he's a whiner. <laughs> like, yeah, and and he's like an angsty teenager. Right? Exactly, and I feel like you know there's there's all this pushback from the Jedi Council that he was too old to begin the training, right? Yeah. But I don't think that the things that made him uh, ultimately lean towards the dark side were because he was of how old he was when he came into it. I think he just had the, his background in general, uh, his being taken away from his mother and that who was his life really yeah. on Tatooine. And then um, really having the, hots for this older older <laughs> chick that uh happened to run a planet um i think those two things were they just got too attached to him before he started his training and he, he just really couldn't shake him i i had a theory as i was I watching can't shake him that, i can't shake him that uh that padme is is ultimately responsible for for vader turning to the dark side uh just because you know she's she got in his <laughs> yeah. head yeah, and he couldn't. He was like I, whipped. Yeah, <laughs> uh, lightsaber he, whip. He's a huge Natalie Portman fan. What can we say? <laughs> um, she was great in the professional. You know, yeah, you I go. had a crush on her too. She's only a year <laughs> older than me. So there you go. Uh, yeah. So this movie, I, I like to think of uh, like Attack of the Clones as um, if you were ever wondering what it would be like if George Lucas directed The Notebook. Oh. Here's your movie. You know, I mean, there's so much of this movie that's like sappy kind of like love story between yeah, I, Anakin and Padme. I skipped through most of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, because like leading up to the love stories stuff, like where, where Anakin's like giving like creepy creeper eyes mm. to Natalie Portman. Right. There's a, there's a line in there that I wrote down where he's like, she's talking about how she, she would warm her, their bodies on the sand after swimming and he's like, I don't like sand. It's coarse. And it gets everywhere. <laughs> you know, he's from Tatooine, so it makes sense that he dislikes sand. But then he's like, not like here, where everything's soft and smooth. And, <laughs> and he, then, like, awkwardly, like, strokes her back. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm surprised she fell in love with him and didn't, instead of, like, getting a restraining order. Yeah. Because I would have been like, you got, you got to get out. And after and after that line, he he's, uh, he, stares at, he stares at her for a long time. With creepy eyes. Um, and... And Lucas holds that shot maybe two seconds too long. Yeah. Um, and it's only three seconds long. <laughs> no. Uh, but no, it's just like everything he does is like has like a little creepy smirk. Yeah. And those those distant, the black eyes, like doll's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Which I guess and this is, again, getting back to Lucas as a director. Um, this is where I feel like maybe getting another opinion or another person in on the project could have made things better because in those scenes in some of those like romantic scenes it's just it doesn't it doesn't work like yeah. it doesn't work well and i don't feel the love tonight yeah, i'm not gonna sing i want to <laughs> sing but i'm not gonna sing uh yeah so oh, and, and, <laughs> there's there's a, there's another part in there where they're on naboo yeah and they're really starting to like get really flirty is this where they're in like the fields no that's that's bad. Okay, uh, I was, that's, that's I, where I want to go with it. I, there's the scene where they're sitting at the table uh -huh. and Padme like takes a pear. Oh, and then he like uses the force <laughs> to lift it across the table. And yeah. I just I think about the production meeting where they're like, "Hey Tom, listen, uh, here's what we need you to do. We need you to work on a CGI pear 
<laughs> and uh, Anakin's going to use this to uh, flirt with Padme. So you're going to need to float it across the room, have it cut in half, and then she's going to take a bite of it. Uh, uh, cool? Yeah, spend three weeks working on that because that's your <laughs> job right now. And that's where the script budget <laughs> We We were talking during that scene. It was like, who cuts a pear? <laughs> just take a bite of that, Just man. take a bite. We're, uh, we're all friends here. <laughs> Chill out. Uh, then they, then there, there's a scene where they're in the field, right? Um, and then I don't know, how, I don't remember how it gets started, but then they they roll in a, a loving embrace. Yeah, and, so, they, and they roll two to th- four times more than they should. They're like, yeah. Well, that's how Luke and Leia, you know, were conceived, is <laughs> by rolling the in the field. That's how it works. That's how I was told as a, as a child. <laughs> and uh, Chelsea is like, nobody rolls that that many no. times one time is my wife is allergic to grass like we wouldn't even be in that field <laughs> yeah. she'd be have hives or something uh, can't do that anyway moving on uh we also get the let's keep on rolling along the, the first appearance of jetpack r2d2 oh yeah uh because no nowhere else in the in the trilogy uh of course he can fly uh and and i think i think about that a lot you know throughout the film but uh or the series like characters that exist in the prequels specifically droids yeah um and how they show new things about these characters that don't exist in the original trilogy and you're like why doesn't why doesn't r2 ever just use his jetpacks why doesn't he use and, that more often uh maybe he loses them or something i don't know maybe who knows maybe but, it uh, might be in the extended yeah um anyway so the the big plot points that that we really get is uh, due to frustrating uh, bureaucracy in the Senate, uh, Jar Jar, in his infinite wisdom, <laughs> makes the uh, decision to uh, nominate the Chancellor for uh, to have emergency powers in the Senate, basically giving uh, him more control, giving right. Sidious... Uh, Darth Sidious. <laughs> uh, more control... Uh, this allows them to start up the clones. Yeah, use use the clone army that they that um, they found on Camino, and and the big the big end sequence. Uh, some of the, some of the the nice things here is we get a huge Jedi battle. Like we, the the things that we dr- only dreamed of as kids, where like yeah, tons of Jedi fighting all these people. Yeah. We get that um, in the uh, in the tournament uh, arena where they come to save. Uh, obi-wan and, and anakin and, yeah. and padme yeah. um we we get an awesome fight scene between dooku and uh Yod- and yoda Yodes. i i to this day remember when i was in the theater and yoda pulls back his little cloak <laughs> and like yeah. force pulls his his lightsaber into his hand just everybody losing their friggin minds yeah. it was just like yes so awesome yeah and 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 that will always be cool to me um, even if it is like super CG and super like all over the place, <laughs> but it's one of those things where he's all, he's like flying around and he's fighting and it's awesome. And then right afterwards he like picks up his cane and goes yeah. back to just like feeble, yeah. feeble Yoda. <laughs> uh, uh, so I always think that's cool. A, a couple things about like the, the last, I'd say 45 to th- 45 minutes of the movie. And this, I think this goes with, um, at, at least clones and, um, Revenge of the Sith is like the last forty five minutes are like action packed, and those and those are the things like okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, this is I'm this is some Star Wars. This is like the stuff that I'm really. Yeah, I, this is what I I paid my 
admission price. Like, like I, I, I skipped all the way in, in clones. I, I, I watched some of it and I fell asleep cause I was drunk. And then I, then I started up again. I'm like, you know what? Let me just skip to the, the, the Coliseum stuff, um, where the, the Jedi come in and, mm-hmm. and, um, and they're all like getting circled by all the robots. We're like, all right. Around the survivors, a perimeter create. Roger, Roger. Like, like that's not the worst line all, ever. All these, you know, all these Jedi. You know, you, we've we've watched all the movies. We've grown to know that these Jedi are all they're all they're awesome, right? They're mm-hmm. they're badass. Um, and then they they get outnumbered, and so you know we see them at a moment of weakness. Uh, I know some some people critique that they're like that that wouldn't be a thing, but I I I liked it. I liked having that, you know. They're not all powerful all the time. Yeah, and especially when you think forward to Revenge of the Sith and how the Jedi ultimately meet their demise. Like, it's kind of important to show them as as having weaknesses and not being these all-powerful beings in the universe. Yeah, Um, I want to say one last thing about uh, Attack of the Clones. Um, You mentioned in a little bit earlier about, you know, bringing in characters from... The, the original trilogy and then, you know, having them introduced in yeah, the prequels, right? right? Uh, a lot of those feel shoehorned in. Um, sure. And uh, one of those shoehorned in people is uh, Jango Fett. Okay. And by extension, yeah. Boba Fett, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Jango is cool. Jango is cool and Boba Fett obviously is, is cool, even though in Re- uh, Return of the Jedi, he's, I mean... I don't know what it is about Boba Fett that everyone is like, yeah, he's so awesome because he because he's kind of because he gets not, taken out not awesome real quick in, right? in Jedi, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, having having Boba Fett kind of shoehorned into the story, I felt was like, oh, okay, well, thanks for giving us you know the backstory yeah. for him, but it's not necessary. Sure, uh, but I did appreciate how Django uh, was just taken out by Mace Windu. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Django's like, all right, cool. He's like, boo, 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 boo. Um, and then Mace is just running at him, just, just like, let me just take your head off real quick. <laughs> Five extra points for decapitation. Um, and uh, so uh, when I originally saw that, I was like, I, I didn't like it because they're making Django out to be just, you know, a, a great fighter and, and um, just, you know, unstoppable. Um, and then Mace just, and then Mace is just like, it quickly. There's, there's, 10 seconds. there's a shot later where Boba picks up, uh, the helmet mm-hmm. and every time i see that shot i think is the head still in there every time like because that's <laughs> gross yeah like, the head's still in there that's pretty gross um but anyway moving on anyway um overall an improvement from the phantom menace i think an, uh, it's much imp- more watchable i guess an improvement but still not a, a, a shimmering light in american cinema i i used to like attack of the clones a lot not a lot. Let me just, let me let me take that back. I used to like Attack of the Clones. I thought that was my favorite of the the, the prequels. The prequels. Um, and then watching this, watching it again, I was like, oh, you know, what? I take that back. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's there's, there's also stuff. sort of the first appearance of the Death Star in yeah. that movie because they show um, that they're working on the plans for it. Count Dooku. Uh, yep. So that happens, uh, and then we and then we move on. Uh, time passes. Time passes. And, the Clone Wars are raging. Uh, the, this this movie also ends with sort of a um, it's it's sort of the way Empire ended, where it's not like a a fulfilling conclusion, but a little bit more cliffhangery, where it's like, all right, 
Yeah. Well, no, be, no, nobody's nobody's wondering if this is the end. We know that another movie is coming, yeah. so let's just get into we it. We just won the battle, Master Yoda. Oh, no. But the Clone Wars have begun. The cloud of the dark side. Yeah. Um, and, and so with the dark side comes the Revenge of the Sith in 2005. Um... What did, what, did, what did you think? Did, what, you, did you get through this whole movie? I, I did. So, interestingly enough, I where I was skipping through the other ones, I started watching, this, and I, actually, I, I'll take that back. I did skip through half of the movie because I was like, ah, I probably won't be interested in, okay. in half of it, right? Um, and so I started watching around the time that Obi-Wan is fighting Grievous on that one planet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. And uh, the first thought I had was, why is he... Uh, I, I don't know the context why he's riding a giant lizard. It looks it looks awful on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, doesn't doesn't fit. But um, so I think, I, he, I think he loses his ship or something. So I started watching it at that point, and I was like, okay, like, and I watched the rest of the rest of the movie. Okay. Um, um, well, a couple of things from the start of the movie that that you may have have glanced over. All right, yeah. Uh, the opening space, like the very opening scene, there's like a space battle between uh obi-wan and anakin are trying to save uh the supreme chancellor darth sidious um because he's been kidnapped right i got got to love story stuff again then then i skipped it and uh you know there's there's throughout throughout the history of star wars there there are um there are arguments about how poorly actual space physics are handled. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But there are some scenes here where like, there are like these little bug droid things that are like sliding off of yes. uh, the ship. And I'm like, I don't think there's anything in space to cause those to fall, <laughs> like to be yeah. pushed off anyway. And then there's a, like a star destroyer type thing that like goes into a dive and everybody like their gravity shifts and stuff. Yeah. And in my head, I'm just like, like that's not how none of this is making sense. <laughs> like, there's no relative gravity in space, to, and maybe like, some like if there, if there's you know those ships have have gravity to make it so where you're always on the ground, right? right? But if the ship dips, then you're always going to be the functions on that the ground. keep you on the ground will keep you on the ground no matter which direction you are in space. Right. So, um. If some super Star Wars fan can can send me a legitimate <laughs> reason why they suddenly shift their perspective in the elevator shafts and things, I'd love to hear it. You can send it to apatheticenthusiasmshow@gmail.com. <laughs> Otherwise, that that bugged the heck it, out of me. Agreed. Um, even more, Padme being responsible for for Darth Vader and just his just Herbert. Oh, because they got married in the last movie. Oh, right. So now they're. Now they're secret married. marriage. Yeah, secret marriage. I don't care who sees. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then my my next uh, my next note just says Wookies in all caps. <laughs> Wookies, because uh, because the 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 Clone Wars are, are going on, and uh, there is a need to go help the Wookies out. Uh, and of course, Chewbacca's there. Because why wouldn't he be? Of course, because you have to shoehorn characters in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it was always it was always frustrating to me to think like. Somehow Chewbacca is like either second in command or at least somehow a prestigious aide to be so intimately associated with Yoda as he's there yeah. helping to lead the charge. Tarful. And then only a few years later, 
he's, he's smuggling he's stuff. smuggling stuff with Han Solo <laughs> and and getting getting berated because he can't fix the Millennium Falcon. Right, right. <laughs> Come on, you fur bag, whatever you, you know. Yeah. Um, it's so prestigious, and I just feel like Chewie. So, Chewie's in the back of his head is like, "You have no idea what I've been who through. I am and what I've done. <laughs> I helped Yoda escape." <laughs> um, uh, well, we'll talk about the shoehorn stuff uh, again at the at the end of uh, okay. Revenge of the Sith because I have a few comments on that. Um, yeah, so we talk about uh, I talked about crappy backstories. So sure. General General Grievous, right? We're mm-hmm. introduced to him in in the opening of the movie, um, and then eventually uh, Obi Wan fights him. <laughs> Who at first glance looks like just a droid that coughs a lot. Yeah, and that bugged the crap out of it, me it until bugged. I figured out. A little bit more of the organics about him but uh yeah that, that bothered me so much but even like the even like the organics of him like aren't super explained in the movie mm-hmm. so if if you're not paying that close attention and even if you don't read some of the extended universe stuff you don't know you're just like why is this robot coughing <laughs> this is so stupid <laughs> yeah right enough. and i understand it's like um like okay well let's let's throw that in there let's have it be a part of his personality mm-hmm. but i don't I yeah, don't, I don't want. I don't. They didn't do it well enough for me to to care about that aspect of him. It just there's a disconnect there. And yeah, and, and it's another one of those things where it's this this Sith Lord that it basically has a one film character arc. He we only see him at the beginning of this movie, and by the end of the movie he's gone. Yeah, and we really aren't invested in him. Yeah, Is uh, it another really another, another Darth Maul. Yeah. Um. There's there's a scene where they're fighting where Obi Wan fights. General Grievous, yeah. uh, for the first time, and it's and it's cool because General Grievous like expands his arms out and he's going four lightsabers, yeah. right? But there's, I was watching the scene, and you know, like Obi Wan's just standing there, he's got his lightsaber out, mm-hmm. and then Grievous comes out and it's like big and it's like showy, and he starts flaring all these like lightsabers <laughs> around, and I just wanted so badly for this to end the same way like an Indiana Jones scene <laughs> right. happens, where like the guy's going all crazy with the swords, and then Indiana Jones just shoots him, yeah. Like, if if it had if like if Obi Wan had just like force pushed him into like a spike or something and killed him <laughs> like like immediately, yeah, this movie is so much better in my book. Like, just do that, and I'm like, yeah, it sure it takes away a huge chase sequence and all this other stuff that happens, but the 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 payoff for that would have been so <laughs> worth it to me. Um, but anyway, they end up having a more conventional fight scene. Anyway. Yeah, and and a giant CGI lizard. Uh, <laughs> there, so there's a point where Obi Wan meets up with uh, uh, Commander Cody, right? One of the, one of the clone troopers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Obi Wan's riding the CGI lizard, and it doesn't look like he's actually riding a lizard because it's CGI with mm. him on top. Yeah. Um, but he's talking to one of the clone troopers, and the clone trooper has his helmet off, um, and so his head is live action but his torso his armor and his helmet are cgi okay um so and and if you look closely enough you can see his head kind of like move up like like, like clip through the y- cg yeah. A bit. yeah 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 yeah. and then he puts the helmet on and it's a cgi helmet i'm like what that like that, that is an easy practical effect yeah and and all of the clone troopers i think throughout the movie are are all cg and it's it's one of those things that you know and as as we get into next week's episode and of course when we talk about the force awakens practical effects like there's something to be said for them yeah like i would have loved to see even just a couple practical effect 
clone troopers. Like, it'd be nice to see like some dudes in some actual costumes. It, it's got to be. Pro- it's probably more cost effective yeah. to make a few of those than have, especially early two thousands. Uh, you know, people sitting at the computers digitally building <laughs> all this stuff over and over again. Yeah, frustrating. Industrial Light and Magic. They only get paid. You know that. My OM, yeah. man. My OM. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, over, overarching plot points for this. This is obviously the film where we see uh, the the real transition from Anakin, the Padawan learner, to Darth Vader, the uh, the new apprentice, Sith apprentice. Um, yeah, and, and, what, and, and, what a and change! His, and his full transition into the dark side. What a change! Yeah, um, I I don't I don't completely hate it in this movie. Actually, to be honest, um, he does some really dark stuff. And obviously his motivations, I, I still feel are kind of wonky. Like he, he, he pretty much joins the dark side because he has a dream that his wife's going to die in labor. And so he wants to be able to save her life. And that becomes the driving force of him. Yeah. Him pursuing because, because the emperor says, you know, the dark side can save your wife's life. So and we're totally not manipulative at all. <laughs> not a bit. No. Um, <clears throat> yeah, his his interactions with the emperor um, are they're, they're weird to me. Right? Like yeah. it doesn't feel like that. It's a logical jump to be like, okay, yeah, you know what? The dark side can save my wife. Uh, when he's like, the dark side <laughs> is the only way to save your wife. You're like. Yeah. All right, you're talking like that, dude. Just talk normal. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. I'll, I'll have more yeah. trust in can you. Can we just can we just be real here? Can oh, we just oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Anyway, so Anakin, do you want to go get some uh, McDonald's? <laughs> you know, can we head down to the '50s diner from <laughs> one of these movies? Because yeah, I think that was in the second film. But there's like a '50s diner on Coruscant. Well, of course, because that's that's where that's uh, weird. That's where Obi Wan gets his information. Yeah, and watches robot football or whatever. <laughs> it's there's. A, there's some weird things in these films. Um, but yeah, so so Anakin, his whole his whole transition is because he wants to save her life. Um, and okay, I get that, but you don't have to. But he he goes like so far off the reservation in order to do that, right? Like, yeah, I mean he he does he has issues throughout the movie with the Jedi Council, and he feels like they're holding him back. He's prideful. He you know he's got a lot of he's got a lot of issues happening. Um, but this culmination of them and just his like his quick turn where he's like, it, I don't know, he's felt, being felt, manip- he's being manipulated on both sides, and in a way I feel for him that like he does he doesn't really know what 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 to do here, but I don't know it's yeah and, and I don't even feel like he's being manipulated on both sides right like uh, Mace Windu when when Anakin tells Mace that like hey uh uh. Palpatine is actually, you know, Darth Sidious. Yeah. Uh, Mace, he's like, I-, I need to help you take him out. Mace Windu was like, no, if, if you're being, if you're accurate about this, if you're telling the truth, then you've already earned my trust. Right. Fair enough. He, he tells him that like yeah, straight up. That's like, a good point. Yeah. You, know, you, you wait in the chambers. I'll be back, you know, and you know, if you're right, then guess what? You've, you've earned your place in, in the Jedi council. Yeah. Um, and so he just he throws that all away because of some like weird long distance scene between him and Padme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This I think is where you get to the ultimate character flaw of of Vader Anakin, um, which is just his 
uh, like overconfidence and, and desire to kind of be more important than he needs to be in, yeah. in, in every situation. Um, I have to, I have That's to Qui-Gon's say. That's Qui-Gon's fault. Eh, yeah. Okay. That Qui-Gon didn't help. No, Qui-Gon's uh, like, hey, you know, he made this kid feel entitled from the, from the get-go. Like, These millennial kids, you know, with, with all their participation trophies and they're, and they're getting into <laughs> yeah. the Jedi councils when they're too old. Yeah. Uh, you're the one. Hey, kid, you're the one. I'm the one? Yeah, you're the one. Don't let anyone tell you different. <laughs> I'm going to go die now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I, I feel like this film, it's good to see the transition. Um, you actually see him become Vader, like full black suit Vader. You yeah. Know? Um, but there's there's a little bit to me that thinks about the character in this movie and then thinks about how I feel about Vader in the yeah. original trilogy. Yeah. And you're like, this guy is that guy? Like, yeah. Ch- Ch- Vader is so like awesome and powerful and like this, just like, you know, threat, threatening presence. And, and it, up to this, like right before he gets all of his arms chopped off and, you know, and burned up, he's just kind of just as still whiny entitled, yeah. like, you know, self-serving bratty guy. And, and it's just kind of like, uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. He, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea commented about that. Right. She's mm-hmm. like that. This takes away from Darth Vader. Like yeah. this does, this doesn't add to his, his legacy. Right. This is like, this takes away from it. You know, to, to know that Darth Vader inside is just a whiny 20 year old. Yeah, and and to be fair, this is his his first few experiences in in moving into the dark side and really being a part of the dark side. We miss a big chunk of time where he develops into the Vader we know in A New Hope. Sure. So he will be studying under the Emperor for a while and and will be able to, you know, really soak in the dark side yeah. of, of his character. I got to say uh, the comics, the, the current run of star Wars comics, mm-hmm. um, and, and even the Darth Vader comics yeah. kind of help to get to, to re, uh, establish that awesomeness that is okay. Darth Vader because yeah, he, he actually, uh, gets into some trouble. He's, he's blamed, he's blamed for the, the death star blowing up by the emperor. Um, but he does some things in the comics that are just so, awesome and powerful and and just ba all over the place yeah. so um that helped that helps to make up for some of the anakin stuff but I, I'll, I'll even say that in revenge of the sith when he when he kills the younglings the yeah um the the kid jedi in the, the temple like i i don't even think darth vader like i don't think of darth vader doing that type of stuff even yeah right like yeah, yeah darth vader is is ba and he's he's evil sure uh, in the original trilogy but even him like I don't see like just indiscriminately just, killing just kids. Just kill all the kids, yeah. Uh, and and it's not. And it's really not a smart. It's not a smart strategy anyway. Like you'd rather get those kids on your side because they're young, and they're impressionable. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, so I, I, I have a problem with that. You know. And, and nobody, that point in time, nobody likes the kids die. Here's he's he, sh- he should be irredeemable at that point in time. Um, yeah. But Padme still knows that there's good in him. Yeah, she said it herself. But and and on her deathbed. And God bless her. I mean, she she dies. She, she doesn't she doesn't die explicitly of a broken heart, uh, but there's nothing medically wrong with her. She's yeah. just lost the will to live. There you go. 
Um, what a what a dumb just like us at the end of these trilogies. <laughs> what no. a dumb way. What a dumb way of, of leaving, man. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, there are so many different ways you can have her die. Like, oh, uh, you know, he messed up her throat or something when he used the force, or like yeah. she lost yeah. she lost uh, air to her brain, and yeah. you know, there's there's so many ways to explain it. Well, and, like, and then as as uh, the emperor says. Uh, before we get our first, no. oh god, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he says that his anger killed her, uh, which is which is this huge like stab in the back where it's like together join the dark side, embrace your anger, and we can save your wife's life. <laughs> oh my bad, your anger killed her. We still cool. I yeah. Let's go build the best. Uh, you should should listen to me. Should listen to me. She'd <laughs> she'd be alive if you just used your anger in the right, in the right. Way. Yeah, you just gotta <laughs> direct it the right way. We'll get there. Don't worry, Darth. Um, I, I I I haven't read a lot of the comics, but I I feel that like there's a certain amount of uh, resentment between Darth Vader and, and the Emperor. There is, and there uh, should be at least. Yeah, it's very early on in in the run of Darth Vader comics, like Palpatine or. What do we call him? You know, Sidious Emperor. I just whoever. call him the Emperor. Yeah. Uh, he he straight up like chastises Vader, and he's like, "The the I I basically gave you this Death Star to make it happen, and you got it blown up. Everybody's dead except for you. You're the only one to blame. You know, you're out. <laughs> and and really, yeah. he pretty much he he kind of kicks him out, and and brings in all these other bounty hunters and and other baddies to kind of do a lot of his dirty work. Uh. And so then the run of comics is a lot of Darth Vader looking for ways to redeem himself in the eyes of the emperor. Uh, so he, a lot of those other baddies that have been given different duties, like go catch this guy, go find like Darth kind of get beats them to it and does things like that. Um, not to spoil too much. It's, it's, I don't, I don't think any of that's explicit spoilery, but, um, but it is cool because you get, especially in the Darth Vader run, you get to really, understand a little bit more about the character of Vader yeah. and, and, uh, and sort of what his motivations are and what, and what he's thinking about. So, um, but that's, that's getting well would, ahead of ourselves. Would you, uh, all right. So as I have all the comics, but I haven't read them all. They're, they're all sitting in, in sleeves. Over here. Yeah. Um, would you say, uh, would you say that the comics are a better lead up into uh, force awakens than the prequels are? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Um, and, and really we think about like these, these prequel films, um, they're, they're like a necessary history that, that needs to happen, I think. But the force awakens is so far removed from some of the stuff that, that is established in the prequels Yeah, that it's, it's, and so few of the characters remain, mm-hmm. um, from the prequels, uh, as we get into the force awakens Yeah, that, if you're really wanting to get an idea about characters like Han Solo and Luke and Leia and, you know, even Chewie and Vader and all, you know, a lot of these guys, um, the comics, you know, the, the star Wars comics and and then, and the Vader comics take place between a new hope and, uh, empire strikes back. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's still pretty far removed from, uh, what we'll see in what we'll see in the force awakens, but it deals you get a lot more content about these characters and sort of their interpersonal relationships and yeah. sort of what drives them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of Luke 
seeking out how what it be. means to be a Jedi yeah. and how to, you know, the guy that told him he needs to be a Jedi just died in front of him <laughs> and he has no idea where to turn. So him going out and really pursuing mm-hmm. and, and basically having to self teach himself, like self teach himself. Um, <laughs> but you know, find his own way to become a Jedi and yeah. not really knowing what that means. Uh, I, I really like that. And potentially that could have big impl- impl- implications in uh, the force awakens because we don't, we don't know exactly the fate of Luke and, and, maybe his he's supposed to be, he's he's in maybe the movie. his homeschooling didn't work out so well <laughs> um so yeah i i i would highly highly encourage anyone that wants to get more star wars content um check out these comics they they're they're releasing the trade paperbacks of like five books at a time so you can catch up pretty quickly if you want to do it that way but yeah. Anyway, talking about the comics makes me feel better about not talking about the prequels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just I, I wonder uh because um so I'm telling you, Brandon, is in the, in the crack, for- crack open that plastic and go read your books. <laughs> in the in the Force Awakens, uh, part of the uh, the motivation for the uh, the Ren character is um, uh, continuing the legacy of Darth Vader. Yeah. And so I think um, it, it's important to understand the character of Darth Vader better for us. Definitely. Um, and I don't think that the prequels are are very good at at that. They're they're doing a. a- an event right now called Vader down in mm-hmm. the comics yeah. where there's, I know, I know I collect them. Yeah. There's a one-off, there's a one-off <laughs> Vader comic and then it goes back and forth between the Darth Vader series and the star Wars series, uh, with the story. But Vader does so many awesome, super powerful force type stuff, yeah. uh, in the books. And it just, it really makes him an even cooler, uh, villain, I think in the star Wars universe. Yeah. So, Right on, right on. Um, let's let's rattle through the last of my notes really quickly um, on Revenge of the Sith. Um, we have we have uh, Order sixty six that uh, this was the secret order to go kill all the Jedi. It was yeah. given to the clone troopers. So cool. So many of those death scenes in as the order is being executed are kind of just like disappointing. Where it's like there's a like a Twi'lek kind of yeah, uh, yeah, Jedi. Yeah that like doesn't see it coming at all. Like all of a sudden just turns around like, Oh, and then falls over before I think she even gets shot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I do like the way this movie transitions into the visual style of the original trilogy in a few ways. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so much pretty stuff in the prequels that, that, looks way fancier than a lot of the 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 ships and things that we see in the original trilogy yeah um but lucas does a decent job of starting to transition us into that visual style uh what is it senator organa um who ultimately bail adopts uh leia and uh his ship is actually the ship that we see in the first scene of uh, new hope and that with the, with the white walls and the really like clean look, yeah, um, we get to see that ship again. We get to see it in this movie. Um, you know, obviously we see the Death Star as well. Um, little little like bug droid type things like that you really only see in the originals. Uh, they start to make appearances. My wow. My wow. Um, we start seeing like star destroyers and stuff like that. Yeah, so, um, I thought that was done pretty well. Uh, there's a scene right at the end where. 
you know, and I was thinking about this throughout, like these droids are in all the movies, 3PO and R2-D2 are seeing everything, right? Yeah. And you're like, how do they, how do they experience all this? Like C-3PO is like flying the ship for most of this movie. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, he's so different. He loves flying. Later on. He's gotten the hang of this flying thing. And then, and then (laughs) Senator Organa's like, oh, uh, wipe, wipe the memory of the protocol droid. And he's like, what? Yeah. Uh, which makes sense. Okay, that's why C-3PO doesn't remember anything from the prequels. Okay, it's it's sort of an easy out. But R2-D2 does. <laughs> like, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't wipe the... So either R2-D2 has, has less capacity for memory, or he's just holding on to a lot of secrets. Yeah. Because paths cross again later on, and R2-D2 doesn't say anything. Yeah, that, so. that, was, that was my thought on, <clears throat> on, on the shoehorning of the characters, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Because you shoehorn these characters in, but then you have to shoehorn a reason why these characters don't remember like any, anything. Different events and things yeah, that yeah. happened in the past. Like, yeah. oh, uh, you mentioned the Chewbacca thing. Um, he's he, he's he's part of all these Clone Wars. Bam. Uh, now he's part of the he's a part of the main Star Wars universe. Now again, you know, uh, C three PO, R two D two. They're shoehorned in. Oh, you know what? No, make make a c-3po forget things right yeah yeah and and i mean there's a lot of time that passes luke and leia are infants in swaddling clothes at the end of this movie yeah but it's just, it's they're, just that they're all diplomats these, and and all and these characters are still power converters interacting with each other yeah that that's what that's what kind of bothers me so who uh, knows who who knows what chewbacca's fall from grace was maybe he <laughs> maybe maybe he had a drinking problem you know you don't you want to you don't want to piss off the wrong wookie but um Overall, these movies are out there. We have to acknowledge their presence. Um, oh, uh, can we can we just say uh, about the final fight between um, Obi- An- Anakin Obi-Wan and Obi Wan? Yeah. Uh, pretty epic. Uh, you mentioned uh, in with the fight with Grievous, where like Grievous is like doing like the wah, 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 wah. Yeah. he's being super flashy. There's a point in the fight with Obi Wan and Anakin where they're both they're standing like as far as we are. Um, Two three feet. Two three feet, and they're just like they're they're flashing their their lightsaber like, whoa, 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 but they're not they're not hitting each other. <laughs> yeah. They're both just like, whoa, <laughs> like you almost like wonder if this was like a sparring match that they used to go through, <laughs> yeah. like in the past. Yeah. Like uh, this is a perfect time to just just stab them, just stab them, just stab them. Right. Uh, there's a great there's a great part in that fight where they both try to force push each other, mm-hmm. and and their powers are kind of almost equal yeah um and then they boom you know knock each other back uh which the, the other thing i think about in that fight sequence a lot is the next time that these two individuals come in contact which is on the death star in a new hope yeah and and just sort of how that fight goes down versus this fight obviously the the fight choreography has changed a little bit uh across six films being released yeah but um it really just it gives a little bit more context to me about Obi Wan basically surrendering uh, in that in that scene and just uh, and just turning into pure midichlorians or whatever he did. Yeah. Um, well, that that explanation is shoehorned in, obviously. A little as bit, well. yeah. It, like, it, it is. oh, Qui Gon, he learned how to turn into energy. All. He won't talk to you because we can't get the actor back. Yeah, he's but, busy filming Taken right now. <laughs> but I'll teach you. I will. Yeah. Um, uh, so Yoda, we're talking about lightsaber duels. 
like this like fanfic right okay uh so you have obi-wan versus darth vader mm-hmm. and then you have yoda versus the emperor it's like yeah. an ultimate like what if yeah for sure definitely <laughs> um and uh so obviously that's that's something that everyone has been wondering since return of the jedi right i liked i liked the yoda versus emperor fight except for the end because i feel like it ends awkwardly yeah like it almost seems like yoda just gives up yeah and i don't like how that and that yoda's like out. oh let me just run away it's like my my coat got stuck up there <laughs> i guess i guess i'll get out of here <laughs> let me crawl through the ventilation oh shaft. my force coat <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't know it's is weird but uh-huh. um overall uh i would and I'm afraid to ask this, but those of you listening, please, what do you think of the of the prequels? Um, are are we unfair in our in our criticism? I don't I don't know that we are. Uh, I ultimately I am glad these movies exist uh, because it it does give for for one up until J J Abrams came in and said, hey, I'm making some more uh, on the back end. It was it was more Star Wars stuff. It was so you know that that. That doesn't make up for all of the, uh, you know, bad Tra- stuff. Transgressions. Transgressions. I was going to say transitions, and it, I knew that wasn't the right word. Um, but transmissions. There, there are cool things to take away from these movies. I, I don't know, and I haven't. Just, I, have I, haven't to, for, I haven't forced my daughter to watch it. You just yet. have to search for them. You do. You do. <laughs> um, if you want, search your feelings, and you'll see. The Which I always have a problem with that too, because if you have bad feelings, like. Don't search those feelings. You should be searching the good feelings. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, what do I want for dinner? Search, search your, your feelings, Brandon. <laughs> you know. Steak. You, steak. Every is time. Good. You just feel like steak every time. It's weird. <laughs> uh, let us know what you guys think. You can hit us up on Facebook and Twitter and, you know, email us if you do that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, w- I would like to hear your thoughts. Um, do you disagree with anything we said? Uh, do you wholeheartedly agree? You know, whatever. Let, yeah. us, let us know in, in various comments. Um Anything? Do you have anything else, Brandon? Before we before we sign off, uh, uh, before we execute Operation sixty six, <laughs> execute Operation sixty six. Uh, I do. I do have. I'm compiling trivia questions, oh. audio trivia questions. Uh, we don't have to do that on this episode. Okay. We, we could. We're gonna get, we're gonna get ready for that because as as we've stated, this is not the last Star Wars episode that this, we're gonna go. This through. is not. Uh, we still have a couple to go. Uh, so guys, uh, be sure to send us. In audio format, audio, video, whichever, send us your favorite Star Wars trivia questions. Uh, you can leave the answer if you want, but preferably not. We'll just look it up if we need to. And, and then you're you're going to compile those and ask me these questions. Exa- exactly. And then we're going to listen to me fail miserably. Yes. <laughs> uh, but in your defense, uh, some of these so far I, I would have gotten wrong. Good. Okay. Uh, right. So, but uh, we, we've gotten a few already uh, from, from my brother, his girlfriend, uh, Matt Sizemore, uh bob carroll bob, bob carroll sent us one bob send us a better question a dang be- it a better question bob um, <laughs> yeah you're better, so you're you're better be- than this uh so that's it we made it through hopefully this listening to this podcast was not as arduous an experience as actually watching the three prequels oh god <laughs> um but next week we're going to be talking the og the original trilogy og yeah four five and six um just that would be so much fun. So much. So much. It'll so be much such better. a happier tone, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, until then, 
If you want to get in touch with the show, obviously there are many ways you can do that. You can send us an email at apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show, Twitter at apathusiast, Instagram, apath- apathetic underscore enthusiasm. That's right. I had to cheat and use the banner that time. <laughs> and uh, geeka.com slash apathetic enthusiasm yeah it, yeah is it one word i don't know just go to geek aid go check to, it out go to geek aid You'll we're, find we're, us there. we're and there and there's all there's several other awesome shows to listen and watch sure all and right. articles and articles uh anything else brandon i'm done no i'm done i, I, I i'm am, done thinking about these movies i am no. done i'm I gonna am go t- read a comic so i'm gonna i'm gonna better. go play some star wars video games uh shadows of the empire uh jedi force I, battles i played ba- i played battlefront after finishing uh the movies last night and it it, it made me feel a little bit better a yeah little bit. that that game is only a little bit better than the prequels <laughs> uh don't hate on it too much uh the just, day just, that this episode one. drops uh the jakku battles are the dlc also oh. comes out for battlefront so hit that up all right and uh yeah i'm gonna go i haven't read the the latest star wars comic so i'm gonna go do that right now nice yeah i, I i'm also gonna do that but when i say that i'm gonna go mow my lawn yeah all right <laughs> give us five star oh. ratings all that stuff um you know rate review share with a friend have have a wonderful day have a wonderful day have a wonderful week and guys we'll see you next week yeah original trilogy all right i'm travis i'm brandon see you next time dun, ba, 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 ba. oh we can't use the music one of the best things but up but up one of the best things from all the prequels yeah. is the music Duel the Fates. We'll leave you on that. I'm glad you stuck around for that last tidbit, guys. (laughs) Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals no matter how complex they may be real wealth requires real solutions for more information connect with a wealth advisor today at corient.com that's c-o-r-i-e-n-t.com corient.com save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details